The Romance Show. I'm your host, Vanessa Fewings, author of the Enthralled Sessions, the Icon Trilogy from Harlequin, and more recently, Pervade London and Pervade Montego Bay. I'm thrilled you've joined us for this week on The Romance Show podcast. If you're like me, you absolutely love audiobooks. And if that's true, then I'm so glad you've tuned in this week because we have an amazing audiobook narrator for you to listen to. When I was casting for Enthrall Secrets, book seven in Enthrall Sessions, I wanted someone who was going to be an amazing fit. And that woman was Emma Wilder. And I'm so excited to have her as a guest. Welcome to The Romance Show, Emma Wilder. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so thrilled you could join us. Take it like a few minutes out of your busy schedule because you are <laughs> one of the most right now and I know forever you're going to be one of the most popular narrators your voice <laughs> beautiful how did you get into narrating audiobooks uh well <clears throat> excuse me let me clear my throat uh so I was a stage actor for a long time um which as you might imagine is not the most lucrative or steady of professions uh, but I did get a lot of voice training, voice and speech and dialect training when I was in acting school. So I did a lot of Shakespeare and things like that. And at a certain point, um, well, actually, so <laughs> this is sort of a more, maybe perhaps more convoluted story than you were looking for, but my day job, my day job was, uh, training dogs, um, oh. being a behavioral consultant and dog trainer in New York city. And so one of the dogs uh, I found myself training was Ira Glass's dog, Piney. And Ira Glass, as you may know, is the host of the NPR or um, PRI show, This American Life. And so he knew that I was an actor. And at one point he was looking for someone to, to, um, do, to read a little interview on air, like a piece by a, a widow, one of the Chernobyl widows, actually. So it was pretty sad. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, Sarah's an actor. We should have her read for it and see if she could do it. And so I did, and I got it, and that worked out really well and uh, was so exciting. And so then I did another piece for This American Life a few years later, uh, and then I saw an audiobook class being offered, and I had enjoyed doing that voiceover so much that I was like, you know what, maybe this is a good fit for me. And it was a good fit for me. So I built a home recording studio in my closet with, like, pretty cheap equipment. You can... You can put it together fairly cheaply um, and started getting coaching uh, and eventually started doing a few books on ACX and then that grew and then I was also working for publishers and then I got a much fancier home studio uh, and here I am. And yeah, I'm, I am blown away by how well it's going. I have to tell you, it's, it's, I feel really lucky and fortunate to have found this and, and to have it going so well, to have it be going so well. I think that your definitely your acting brings your background in acting brings just so much to the characters you choose and you, you the way you talk the tone and the pacing and the way you really talk with heart. Um, are you have you ever written yourself or is this something you've wanted to do or it just feels like you have a writer's rhythm too. That's so nice of you to say. Um, I was so. I, at another day job I had for a very long time was as a uh, writing tutor for, for kids applying to college and working on their college essays. So I've done that kind of writing, which is not 
I mean, it's in a sense creative, um, but it's not, you know, uh, creative in the same way as a book. But I'm actually, uh, me, I, me and another uh, a romance narrator guy um, who is fairly well known uh, are starting to try to write a book together, like a dual POV alternating chapters romantic comedy and I don't know if it's like gonna happen so I don't want to jinx it by like saying who it's with or what it is out loud <laughs> but no, um I, I want to write yeah really I do. through my mind like oh I hope it's them and it could be there and it could be there <laughs> it could be incredible and the thing is we love you in the romance community so we would oh it and sharing it and um you know wherever it found a home whether it was indie or with a top by publisher would all be yeah wouldn't wouldn't that be a dream yeah I think it's just such a it's such a warm and wonderful community that it does seem like if we can actually get our acts together and make it happen (laughs) um it would be a really fun and exciting thing and we would have two built-in narrators so that's easy casting's already done you already got your narrators you're so jealous yeah <laughs> so how does how does an author and say an author hears one of the audiobooks that you're in and they're like how how do they find you as a narrator how does that happen um there's a number of ways that can happen so if if they're indie right if they're self-published they can just email me i have a website um they can find me on facebook and they can just message or email me and ask me um, if I'm available and what my rates are and if I'm interested in all that stuff, they could also find me on ACX. Yeah. Uh, but generally email, email is great. Um, if they are going through a traditional publisher, they can request me uh, and that works too. So, I mean, narrators are like super available and open for emails. And I think sometimes, um, particularly authors who are maybe a little newer feel like, oh, I don't, I don't want to bother them or I don't know how to get in touch with them. Like we want your emails. <laughs> like, please reach out. Yeah. Oh, you can also find me. I'm in a collective, a little sort of like casting boutique collective of romance narrators that we started a few years ago at um, the RT convention called romance narrators. You can go to romancenarrators.com and listen to samples and you can contact me through that as well. So there's many ways. And then you mentioned ACX. So that's, that's Amazon, isn't it? Amazon's, um, it is, it's, yeah, it's part of the, yeah, the, the behemoth that is Amazon. Um, ACX is, I would say it's Amazon's platform for connecting independently published authors, um, or authors who are working on a book or a series that is independently published, even if they also do traditional publishing, um, with narrator producers. Uh, so it's where an author can audition narrators or just reach out to one um, without the audition process. And then the narrator fully produces that book and it gets like proofed and approved by the author. And it's, a, it's, it's one of a number of ways of getting your book onto Audible uh, as, as an author. There's a few different distributors, but that's Amazon's like built-in distribution system. And Is that an okay explanation? That's, that's <laughs> fabulous. And I think that there's, it's like you can go do something called, I don't think you do this because you're at the place where you don't need to do it or you wouldn't do it, but right. they can do it at 50-50 split, which basically means that the narrator and you share the profits for something like 50. Yeah. Um, and they'll narrate. Yeah. 
um, which is pretty fabulous if you're starting out and you want to. Yeah, you're both trying to it is. Yeah. They also have, so you can, yeah, so uh, the numbers get kind of like crunched, but you know, the, as a rights holder, you get 40% of sales, I guess. And so you can do a, um, a royalty share deal where you get 20 and the narrator producer gets 20. But there's a new program too, um, as a, oh, and we should say, as opposed to um, paying outright, right? Like paying, quote, per finished hour is the way that um, most audiobooks get paid for. So you're paying, you know, if it's a 10 hour book, you're paying 10 times whatever the finished hour rate is. But ACX actually has a new thing where it's like a hybrid deal. So you can do royalty share plus um, a smaller um, per finished hour rate. So it's, it's just another way for, uh, for authors to make a deal with narrator producers. Yeah. And I don't, I don't do it anymore because um, it, there's no, it's a gamble. Do you know what I mean? Like it could pay off huge, uh, but it also could not. <laughs> and so, um, I prefer the sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of a gambler. So do you, when someone says, oh, I, I want you to be my character, you're absolutely perfect. Do you have them send them your book? How do you choose which projects to go um, I try to, yeah, I, I try to do as many as I can, right? So yeah, when, when, it's, uh, when it's from publishers, they'll usually be like, here's a prep script. Are you interested? Would you like to do this? Or would you like to be submitted to the author? And you can look through it to see like, is this, in line with the kind of thing I would like to do and can I fit it into my schedule? Um, and with authors who I've worked for before, I generally just say like, yeah, this is when I'm free. <laughs> um, but if it's someone I haven't worked for, I would like to see the manuscript just because I'm not the right fit for everything. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes um, the material, there's material that I don't want to do. Like I not because there's anything wrong with it, just because it's like, not for me. Do you know what I mean? Like I know um, non-consensual and dubious consent are popular categories. Like those aren't for me. Um, but there's also many other reasons that I might not be a great fit. Like if it's for, you know, a, a character who's very young or has an accent that I'm actually like not that great at, um, I would want to know that. Or, or if it's for a character who is, uh, this is something I've you know, feel like is really important and needs to get more airtime, like a character of a different race who really should be voiced by someone of that race. Like, those are all reasons why I might say, like, actually don't think I'm the best fit for this, but you know who might be or who you should reach out to is like, you know, these three or four narrators, something like that. And then when you, you take that book and you go to narrate it, how does that work for you? Are we allowed to talk about your process, about your recording studio? Yeah. How, what you're kind yeah, of... I, we can talk about anything. We can talk about, <laughs> ask me anything. Um, I, yeah, so I, if it's, uh, do you want to know about indie authors or publishers or everything? Yeah, basically you're in your recording studio and you've got a book in front of you. Um, what kind yeah. of, how does that process work for you? Do you try to do like nine, like, like a minute or two minutes or read a chapter all the way through? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like, I'm a marathoner in there. So I'll have already read the book by the time I get into the booth. Right. Um, I, I read the book ahead of time and note down all the characters and, you know, um, 
things the author says in the book about their voice or their personality or accents they might have, their age, all of that stuff. So I sort of like know the cast of characters that I'm going for and have also looked up any place names or asked the author about how they want um, characters' names pronounced. Like I want to be fully prepped so I can just go for it in the booth. Uh, and then when I'm in there, I just go, like I lock myself in that sweaty little studio <laughs> for hours at a time. Like on a, on a good day, I want to get at least three finished hours done. Yeah. Um, and so that probably takes me like six or six hours of just talking. And that doesn't count the time that I'm checking Facebook and going to the bathroom and telling the cats to stop fighting and <laughs> doing all my boring life stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I really, I really push myself in there because you have to, like you have to, to get enough done and make it work and pay your bills and fit in all the books you want to do. And I think, I think narrating is harder than it sounds. Um, I think oh, for sure. what you do is go and read from like a page of a novel, just read it out loud and you'll actually see just how hard it really is because yeah, know, is that you're also putting emotion into it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Acting comes into it. And differentiating the characters. And also, I mean, this is sort of the boring part, but the like physical challenge of sitting or standing um, without moving for eight hours and keeping loose so your breathing is supported and even and your tongue and your jaw are moving freely. Like, that's really hard. And it sounds so dumb, but like, I think when people think about it, they're like, well, I read to my kids, like I love reading. It's like, okay, lock yourself in a closet for three hours and just read out loud and see how that goes. And if you like it, great, (laughs) but but it might be a little more challenging than a lot of people anticipate. And yeah, the acting, yeah, the acting is funny because that's not hard for me anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I had so much training as an actor and acted for so long, like I don't even, um, plan that out really it just comes you know like I I I cry all the time when I'm recording because people give me emotional books because I obviously I don't know like I like them and I can convey emotion but so like I'm a real crier and like I don't think about that ahead of time it just like happens in the spots it's supposed to happen you know you open yourself up to the text and let the book speak through you in that way so that's not something I have to think about moment to moment while I'm doing it luckily. What's the funniest book you've ever narrated? Is there anything that you just, you just kept laughing and you just. Oh yeah. Um, it was, it was a Tegan Hunter book and it was the first one uh, in her texting series. And I'm not going to remember which, I think it was called let's get textual. I think let's, I think let's get textual was the first one. And I remember when I first got the book from the publisher, I was like, what a silly name. Like how goofy, like, I wonder what the hell this book is going to be like. It is hilarious. Like I was dying. It's so funny. Um, That is definitely the funniest book I've read. And then I did the rest of that series and now I'm doing a new series for her um, that's going to come out soon. Uh, So yeah, I love funny stuff. And I, I get a lot of really serious stuff because I, I, you know, I don't know. I like, I'm a crier, <laughs> but I love funny stuff too. So I always relish any opportunity to do comedy. I love, I mean, I, I just loved you as a, a narrator for Scarlet. I just remember thinking yeah. how profound it was when you put that emotion into her character and how you made it come alive. Um, is there any yeah. 
while you've been narrating, are there any characters that kind of stayed with you? As it happens to actors, doesn't it? You just, you're thinking or feeling of that character after the, you've finished the project. Huh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to like, because you do so many books, you like turn it over so fast. Do you know what I mean? You like spend a week fully immersed in a story and then a month later you've done like 20 more stories. So uh, there, it's hard to kind of think back. Um, I think uh, I did love that book um, I, I, that I did for you. That was a really emotional one. And I really liked sort of like finding her strength in that. Um, I also really like uh, a lot of Rosalind James's books that I've done. Uh, Kiwi Rules, which I just did in the spring. The heroine of that, Karen, um, was the younger sister of the heroine of a previous book I'd done for her. And I, I really connected with that character. Uh, I loved her. Um, so yeah, and, and I did a C.D. Reese book in, or I recorded it in May, um, Pretty Scars, that was really emotional, um, that I narrated with Teddy Hamilton. And that one, uh, that one really stuck with me. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Gosh, Christine Rice, C.D. Rice, an amazing writer. Yeah. yeah, she's 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 such a powerful woman too. She's like, I was sort of, and I think she probably gets this a lot. Like I was sort of intimidated by her um, before I met her because she just she's so uh, clear in her beliefs. Do you know what I mean? Like I think as as women, a lot of us, and I'm a really outspoken person and pretty feisty. Like. Uh, on the internet, like I don't hide my political beliefs or like I'm really loud and can be opinionated where others might pull back a little. Um, but Christine Reese is just like goes for it in a way that I think sometimes I don't allow myself to as a woman. Like I feel like, oh, I need to apologize or, you know, take up less space. Yeah. Yeah. She's and she doesn't. And it's inspiring. Yeah. My spirit, my spirit writer. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, I met her um, at a panel I was on. I was very lucky to be on a panel with her and uh, Olin Page at a, the, a bookstore. Oh, wow. Bookstore in LA. But I was like, gosh, sitting next to these incredible authors and they were just so confident and so brave and so real. It was lovely. You know, I really. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was yeah. such, such an honor. Um, it is. Then, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Go on. Oh, I was going to say, but then when you meet people in person, they're just human and lovely and like everybody else. <laughs> like I, I met uh, her this spring, or I met her earlier in the spring, but then I saw her this spring after I'd recorded Pretty Scars for her. And I was like, it's, you know, I, I just want to tell you, like, I love that book. I thought it was amazing and she was like oh like I bet you say that to everyone and I was like no like I really don't but you know in in person everyone has insecurities and doubts and, and you know I think it's easy as a narrator to look at narrators who are at the top of their game like people like Andy Arndt or in, in romance anyway or Aaron Mallon and to think like oh they must just be like so confident about everything they do and just sure but of course they're not they're people you know they're performers and I think it's the same for authors where people ahead of you always seem like surely they've got it all figured out <laughs> um, but you know <laughs> well just terrifying. I think it was um 
was it uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge? And when she was art, and she created Fleabag. Uh, so she's like, mm -hmm. you know, she's like one of the most, you know, um, what's the word? Um, celebrated actors, writers. Yes. Right yeah, she's so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. And her process, she said, when asked about her process, she said it's um, fear, fear, panic. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah i haven't that. i love that perfect confidence because yeah most of the time when you're writing it's like i'm in a state of terror and i just keep going so, right. i, I haven't watched fleabag yet but it, people keep telling me to um because they think i have a similar sense of humor to her so i have to watch it um but yeah, i haven't yet i brought it up because you've got that same kind of energy you know you pretty much can do anything you know so oh yeah absolutely so is there any oh i was going to say you're you're narrating um sylvia day's latest novel we were talking about that before we actually started recording and i was like yeah oh, how excited i am for you and her yeah i'm thrilled um i'm so thrilled and as i was telling you i'm narrating it with joe arden kind of moment do you know what i mean <laughs> when i got that one uh it's just i feel so lucky and fortunate to be getting so many wonderful books to work on and to particularly ones like that which that's like a very emotional book um, yeah. and that feels like a a gift you know to be entrusted with that as a narrator yeah well, and I, I was telling you when I was at I went to the Romance Writers of America conference last month or not last month I'm losing, <laughs> like it was like last week I don't know I've, I'm working so much I'm like losing yeah. track of time uh, it was like probably like yeah it, recently um and uh she had these big posters on the outside of the hotel with that but with this book butterfly and frost on them and that was really exciting for me <laughs> to see a, a project i'm working on you know up in such large letters oh my god you got butterfly the book's called what's the book called again it's called Butter, butterfly and frost yeah and you probably got butterfly. Yeah. i did i did get butterflies are we allowed to say what you're working on now? You can drop some names of some books uh, for some authors that you're working on uh, more recently. Sure. Uh, I have, I'm trying to think of what has been announced and what hasn't. Yes. Um, I have a couple, I just, I have a, a, a few different books for the author J.A. Huss coming out. Cool. Um, yeah, a series that I'm co-narrating with Christian Fox um, of novellas. So the first one just came out, Pretty Thing, and then there's Sweet Thing and Wild Thing that are coming out in the next month. And then I'm about to do uh, one of her Harem Station books uh, with Jacob Morgan. And that's like, I just read it to, to prep it. Um, and it's just like, it, it, the stories, I mean, her stories are always big, right? Like she doesn't hold back. <laughs> Um, but it's like this, like alien space station romance. Uh, it, it's like a sprawling story, let's say, that's like very fantastical. But it is so funny. It is hilarious, and I can't wait to record it. Uh, so I've got that coming up. I've got a Lauren Blakely book coming up in that I'm recording in about a month, which I'm super excited about. Uh, and then another shorter project for her coming a little sooner. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I've, I'm working on a um, 
let me see, a series of three books for Julie Walker, but I don't think that's been announced yet. I don't want to get it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to spoil anyone's. Absolutely get it. Have you ever been yeah. in the booth with um, another male narrator, or do you just, are you in, always working alone? I know I've seen some people, some narrators work opposite. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the difference between dual and duet, right? Yeah. Usually, like, yeah. um, I, the first time I got to do that was this, this June when I was out in, I, I flew to LA to record Lauren Blakely's instant gratification with this huge, amazing cast of like Andy Arndt, Shane East, um, Jason Clark, Joe Arden, uh, um, Zach Weber, uh, like a, a bunch, just like all the biggest names. <laughs> um, but that was the first time. Fire. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like, being in the room with them was so such a treat it was like we all love it because it's like oh acting right like I can look at the other people and it's a it's a thrill um and I've got another project like that coming up uh which I'm so psyched about and so I relish those opportunities and I want to do that as much as I can but of course it's very expensive to produce books like that because you're paying all those people for all that time yeah uh, so it doesn't happen as often as I would like, but that's life. <laughs> and it's still, even when you're recording separately, um, it feels nice to have a coworker. And, you know, we all know each other, like all, all of the narrators who do all these books, like we talk all the time and are friends in real life at this point. So, you know, if I get a book with Teddy Hamilton, like I'm going to be texting with him the whole time about like, Hey, this is what I'm doing for this character. Also, like, did you notice this? I thought it was really funny. Like, you know, so you feel like you have a, co-worker even if you're not in the booth at the same time yes oh that's brilliant that's also you can share stories as well war stories <laughs> yeah yeah so how would we find you if if so if an author would uh, would find you on acx you have a website you're also in audio laughs i think which is a fabulous oh website, yeah which we um, are out in and um mm -hmm. and you and basically they can contact you and reach out to you um, and you're open to talk about narrating authors' books. Yeah, anything. Yeah, I think if they want to go through, I mean, as an author, you need to decide, like, how do I want to produce my project, right? So, like, you can go through some, like, some of, some of these things are production houses that would then hire me for the narration only. Um, but of course, I can also narrate and fully produce it. So if you want to come directly to me through email or Facebook message or whatever, um, then we could talk about narrating and producing um, or ACX, actually, that would work too. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's just so many options for authors. And I'm really glad to see more options. So it isn't just ACX dominating the marketplace. There's also Find a way and Authors Republic and um, Spoken Realms. There's there's a number of ways to get your book up on Audible uh, that can be produced with the narrator producer or with a production company. So yeah, there's there's so much out there, and I think it can seem probably kind of overwhelming to authors sometimes when they're just sort of haven't done it yet and are trying to dive into audio, um, but reaching out to a narrator is a great way to start because we know a lot about sort of the landscape and most of us are really friendly <laughs> and uh 
do. I would say yeah. maybe we book them early because you're usually booked up uh, maybe even yes. months ahead. So that's another thing to take into consideration. For sure. I've, I've already got, um, I've got a series booked up in 2020 already, which I, I was like, like, will America still exist in 2020? Who knows? <laughs> but if it does, I'm doing those three books. Um, but yeah, I'm solidly booked out right now until November, probably. And some of some narrators, particularly the guys, um, because there are kind of fewer top guys, they're booked like till Christmas more. Like um, we, we do we do really book out. So planning way ahead is always great. Yes, absolutely. Um, and audiobooks, of course, are the fastest growing part of publishing. So they're just going to continue. True. Amazing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really exciting. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, well, no, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on The Romance Show and letting us hear <laughs> more about behind the scenes of being a narrator. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Oh, and the one thing we didn't really talk about, uh, ironically, because you have one, is accents, right? Because I do a ton of accents in audiobooks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that has become like one of my niche things. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's I, for, for that Lord Likely one, I had to do a modern London accent to play Shaney's little sister, which is. It, and the thing about being in the room with someone is that you really don't want to mess it up <laughs> when, it's, when you're right in front of them. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so I love accent. Speak French. You also have a. You're also good at. You're amazing at French. <laughs> oh, I, I'm amazing at yeah. My French. My conversational French is a little rusty, let's say. But if I'm reading it, I sound great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. This has been such a pleasure. Oh my gosh, it's just been incredible. And I just know uh, you're super busy and you're going to continue to be super busy. And I'm going to have to book you like three years in the ahead. Of <laughs> well, I'm up for it. My calendar's open for 2022 or whatever that is. So <laughs> give me you. a call. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Romance Show podcast. I'd love you to go on to iTunes and rate us. Uh, that would be fabulous if you want to leave a review. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you again for joining us. Emma Wilder, amazing narrator of romance books and <laughs> other genre books. Um, so this week, my news is, well, I'm building towards the lease of Pervade Montego Bay, which is coming out on the 18th, which is the second duet in the Pervade series. So that's coming out on the 18th. I hope you'll check it out. And that's it for now. I hope you keep your books open and your hearts full. Till next time. Bye.